Welcome to Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. I'm Orla, your resident tree-hugging, lemon-sucking, garlic-crushing hippie. Talking all things female health and wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hey, and welcome to episode 59 of Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. And we're into week, I don't know what week we're into of COVID, uh, but we're on the way out of it, which is just fantastic. It's so nice seeing people around the place. It's so nice seeing people walking down the street. It's so nice to see the shops open, people going to the shops, the amount of pennies bags I'm seeing all around the place. It's great. I haven't been, I haven't been back there myself yet. I'm kind of holding off for the for the massive crowds. I'm I don't do well with crowds anyway. It's weird. I don't do well with crowds. I don't do well with isolation. I need a happy medium. But it is really really nice just to see people around again. And it's so nice getting to meet up with friends. It's just something that I've missed so much is just meeting up with good friends and having good chats. Um I've met a few now in the last couple of weeks and with one, we spoke about what is it that we miss the most throughout COVID. And like we were asking, we were saying to each other how we were asking ourselves, right, what is it that I'm going to do once lockdown is finished and blah, blah, blah. And both of us had the exact same reaction. We just missed each other. I, I have a very small group of friends and who we'd meet up with once a month and we'd have dinner parties and things like that. And that's what all all of us have been saying is that we just miss our people, the people who are closest to us. And so, yeah, I'm so happy to have that back in my life right now. Just connections, human connections. It's as plain and, and as simple as that. So yeah, we're on the way out of COVID. Next thing on the list is the hairdressers. The greys are horrific. The hairdressers and the beauticians, oh God, I'm like a grizzly bear. But anyway, probably didn't need to know that. (laughs) But this week's episode, I've been contemplating a lot over the last few weeks what it means for me to be a woman. Like, I know what it is to be a woman. Physiologically, I am a woman. But in total, in complete terms, in whole terms, what is it to be a woman? And as women, we have been given a bad rap for our hormones, if we're hormonal. But everybody's hormonal. Men are hormonal just as much as women are. But when it comes to our hormones, yes, they do rule us. Like Our hormones are a massive part of who we are. There were studies done around men who they had given them certain medication to switch off their testosterone production and how they responded and how they reacted and what was going on for them. But with switching off their testosterone production, it had a cascade effect on their other hormones, their stress hormones as well. And what came to light was 
once they knocked off their emotion or not their emotions once they knocked off their hormones they kind of knocked off their emotions as well but their sense of self like that inner being became completely muted now I'm someone who is always and I still I still do to this day believe that I have a soul I think we all have souls I may be a naturopath and a herbalist and very much love my science but I'm also very much into the energetics of life I think it's hugely important you can't look around you just you simply cannot look around you and believe in nothing well I'm sure there are people who do and who can but for me personally I can't to me life is energy everything is energy at, like, at the end of the day we are all basically made up, made up of atoms and molecules and so is everything else around us and that is energy and it's the frequency in which everything vibrates it's just we can't see the atoms and molecules without a microscope <laughs> but for me even I look back to okay, the creation of time or the, the creation of man or earth or the universe it was the big bang theory not theory but it was the big bang but look past that how was there a big bang for me that's one of the biggest questions ever we can't I feel like there has to be something bigger because simply just looking around us and being like, wow, this exists. It's pretty fucking cool, in my opinion anyway. So yes, I'm very much of the belief system that hormones do control us or hormones make us who we are. But I also believe that we have souls and that we have an innate being and a higher consciousness that we can't fully fathom and as a woman over the last few months over yeah over the last maybe six months I've really been looking at what it means to be a woman through my hormones but also through my energetics so when we look at energy, when we look at the Chinese, or yeah, the Chinese are the Eastern philosophies. We have yin and yang. So the yin is feminine and the yang is masculine. And being a woman, we are predominantly yin, with yang in us. So we are predominantly feminine. We have our feminine energy, with some masculine energy. Now there are some women who have more of a masculine energy and quite a little yin energy and it's a matter of finding the balance but then it's the same for men there's a lot of men who are purely yang with just a little bit of yin but then there are some men who are very much yin and a little bit of yang so looking at the yin energy that feminine energy the main areas that are within Yin is structure, night, cold, earth, the moon, being slow, fluidity, water, 
calmness and death is one of the elements within yin. And then within yang, it's function, it's day, it's hot, it's the sky, it's the sun, it's fast, it's energy, it's expressive, it's action. And it's combining those two together, which creates the full circle of yin and yang, creates that duality. But we have more elements of one than we do the other, depending on what type of person you are. For me, I know I am a very yin person. I'm a very feminine, I have a very feminine energy. I do have quite a lot of masculine traits within me. Some yang elements. I would be very expressive. I would be quite functioning. I would be quite action-based. But then when I'm looking at my feminine self, I am very much an emotional being. And it's something that I've been looking at predominantly in the last few months because I've really delved into behavioral psychology uh, specifically for women and relationships and looking at women and our emotions we are we are built to run off of our uh, to run off of our emotions not that our emotions control us but that we are very much connected to our emotions and that is very yin whereas the masculine is very much action orientated now there is also a lot of so social economics or social science with this too there's a lot of conditioning it's nurture versus nature what we have learned from childhood how we were taught to behave but in our innate beings women are more emotional driven but what i have seen is in the last specifically in the last 30 years from my readings 30 years 30 to 40 years is how women are starting to get more of a masculine energy and we want to we want to have our careers we want to be independent we want to strive on our own and hell yeah all for that completely for that but what is happening is that there seems to be a a slight disconnect then from our feminine feminine selves and that unfortunately is down to it's, I hate using the term the patriarchy, but it is down to sexism. Women aren't allowed to express their emotions because they are seen as weak. Whereas in fact, in my opinion, it's the opposite. I feel that if we can actually express our emotions in a healthy way, we can process a hell of a lot more. As women, we use not just our rational minds, but our emotional minds to make decisions on things and 
with that, I think that's why the whole saying of women's intuition is so strong because we use both the emotional brain and the logical brain. I've had a lot of people ask me questions recently around the likes of anxiety and fear and how do they know that they should go and do something or or ask themselves, oh, I don't know if this is my gut or if I'm just afraid to do something or just different questions around fear. And my response to them is always, go with your gut. And the reason I say this is because there is a direct link between the brain and the gut. So you have your, there's neurological connections that fire from your brain to your gut and your gut to your brain. So I always say that the body will know long before the head knows. And yes, that is a physiological response. But I find that it's also when you can connect in with your emotions and not just the logic, not just the logical, rational side of things, but also into your emotions. Because when you're thinking of your gut instinct, you are looking at protecting not just your physical self, but your emotional self. And because women are designed to be more emotional than men, I think that's where that women's intuition comes from. Our bodies know long before our heads if something is off or if something is right. I've been looking at women as a whole lately, collectively, and looking at still the stigmatisms that are around women. The likes of being emotional. The likes of having periods. Getting discriminated being discriminated for having periods or for being pregnant for having children for our sexuality for our bodies I've been watching a lot lately a lot of documentaries around women's health and women's sexuality and also a lot of documentaries around abuse around women so physical and sexual abuse. And while I was watching them, I kept flipping it to the male perspective. As in, if it was the men that this was happening to and not the women. Because, it, it no, don't get me wrong, abuse happens to men all the time, every single day. but just with the documentaries that I was watching and as well the statistics it does happen statistically more to women than it does to men but looking at the damage the long term damage that it causes for women be it from physical abuse psychological emotional abuse sexual abuse but even just the discrimination Having a stigma around having a period, <laughs> having a healthy sexual appetite, masturbation, talking about our bodies, talking openly about pregnancy and childbearing and breastfeeding, all these things that are stigmatized 
One, it kind of angers me. And anger is not an emotion that I like. I, I try to avoid it, which I know is not good. I need to feel it and move through it. Anger is my one emotion that I just can't seem to get a grasp on. I will someday. I'll get there. Constant work in progress. But it does. It, it really frustrates me. Because the way I see it is that with the likes of our periods, with our sexuality, be it singular or with a partner, you like talking about the likes of masturbation. I did a podcast around sex, a sex episode. I think it's like episode 46 or 47. I did three episodes anyway. But one of them I really talked about masturbation and the benefits of it like the physiological benefits of it releases your endorphins releases dopamine oxytocin it's a natural method of pain relief but it's also a way to tap into our creative energy and that's all down to our sacral chakra it's the same for men but even just getting to know our own bodies as women so many women just can't look at themselves in the mirror. Currently, I have an extra few pounds on me. The quarantine 15, as I've been calling it. And at first it bothered me. But now I will stand and I will look in the mirror. And I'm looking at the roundness of my tummy. My boobs are slightly bigger. Not perkier because I haven't been able to do bench press. That's my masculine energy coming in. But, yeah, I've been looking at the roundness of my tummy. My breasts have gotten a little bit bigger. My bum, my hips. Everything's that little bit softer. And that little bit more supple. I've lost a lot. Not a lot, I've lost a bit of my muscle mass. And for me, I love love muscle on women. It's like, show me a muscular woman walking down the street and I will ogle her. But, as women, we are meant to be soft and supple you look at all the old the old Hollywood women look at Marilyn Monroe she was a size 14 she was not a stick figure she had curves and she was pure feminine femininity and she was the sex symbol back then but even looking at all the old portraits or paintings in ancient Rome or ancient Greece or even throughout the early what was it 12 or 1300s all the the nude images of women were round but that's what we're meant to be in our yin energy is soft supple round it's the male energy that's hard and structured. For me, over the last, what, three months, it was learning to accept that feminine energy within myself. In the beginning, I kept pushing myself to train, train hard every day as much as I could with what I had because I had very limited equipment. And then I stopped training for about four or five weeks. And I let myself get round. And it was within that time. Now look I had many nervous breakdowns throughout COVID. (laughs) 
Oh, I had loads. But they were good for me. It's like I said to a friend the last day. It's like people are going to look back at 2020 and be like the global pandemic and all the other things that have gone on this year. For me, I'm going to be looking back at 2020 and it's going to be the biggest awakening of my life so far. I know, I've still got many years ahead of me. God knows what else is going to come. But every week, there was not just one thing, four or five things that were coming my way. All got to do with personal growth. All got to do with my feminine energy. All got to do with love, self-love, self-care. Old wounds resurfacing. Having to heal them. Having to heal my feminine energy. Having to heal that feminine sexual energy within myself. Areas that I found really difficult to look at. Areas that brought up a lot of anger in me. And again, that anger is that fire and that's that masculine side of me. What I've come to realise is that I'm resisting that masculine side of me. Now I am. Because I'm such a feminine person... And I have my masculine traits. Like I love my, I love my weight training and I love my powerlifting. That's a very masculine sport. That's where I get my release. But I'm also resisting the masculine side. In a way, I don't want to let it take over, as I'm one of these people that. When I start something, I kind of get fixated on it. Like, for the last few months, I'm completely fixated on behavioural psychology. And my hormone research is going out the window a little bit. Not going out the window. I love my hormones. And I keep on top of the latest stuff that I can. But, yeah, and I'm just one of these people that have something new takes over in my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to focus on this. Um... But I know that I do tend to resist certain aspects about myself. Again, those masculine sides. And one of my mottos that I always go by is what you resist persists, persists what you accept dissolves. It's Carol Jung. I live my life by it. So I know the more I keep resisting it, the more it's going to be a problem. I just need to lean into it and accept it. But bringing that back to our feminine energy. As women, we have periods. We bleed. We create life. Now, yes, we do need the man to help. But we grow that life within us. We carry it. We give birth to it. Our bodies, our organs move to different areas in the body. To accommodate this life within us to grow. Our cervix opens, our pelvis comes apart to birth it, to bring it into this world. As women, we also have massive sexual desires. 
but there has always been a stigma around that. Even in 2020, you ask a woman what her body count is and a lot of the time there is judgment. And it annoys me because there's never any judgment with men. But that sexual energy that we have is actually really powerful. Our sexual energy, that's where our creative center is. It's our most intimate area. It's that sacred feminine. I know I spoke about that I resist the masculine in me, and I do now. But not too long ago, I resisted the feminine in me because I had to be strong. I had to be capable. I was a strong, independent woman. And by having to be strong, I was blocking out my softness and I was becoming hard. And the way I came back to that was through my sacred feminine. Especially throughout COVID. Jesus, the sex drive went through the roof. <laughs> I spoke about that in another podcast. That was all got to do with connections. And now the cease women. Actually, women, for anybody out there who has poor libido, cold water exposure. It'll ramp it right up for you. But it was through self-love. I always call it self-love. And I know the technical term is masturbation. But I just find masturbation to be too clinical. So I found self-love and sea swimming to be the two areas where I was really able to start healing my sacred feminine. It's an area that needs a lot of healing. Or needed. Um, I think we all go through different stages in the different parts of our life. But for me, going down to the sea every morning for like the last, what, nine weeks? It's, that's been a healing process. Water is yin. It's feminine. The ocean is controlled by the moon. The moon is feminine. I get into that water every morning and I feel held. And I feel safe and I feel secure. And I feel more like a woman than I ever have. When I'm in the water, I feel my hips, I feel my waist, I feel my feet in the sand. I feel negative emotions washed away. I get clarity. But most importantly, I'm connected to my feminine self. And I've learned to embrace my softness and my suppleness. It's helped me get to know my body that bit better, but to accept my body. And I think for women, that's such a huge thing. There's so many comparisons out there 
in this world from magazines and Instagram and Facebook and wanting to look a certain way or feeling the need to look a certain way. Of not wanting to have our periods because they're burdens and they stop us from doing things. From women hiding that they're pregnant if they're going for jobs. For women not being able to speak openly about their sexuality. Women not being able to speak openly about masturbation. All these areas, they contain great power. It's where our six senses. It's where that good instinct comes from for women. It's our intuition. Especially in the second phase of our cycle. If there's anything that's on your mind right before your period is due. Whatever your gut is telling you, whatever your head is telling you, listen to it. I implore you to listen to it. I didn't listen to mine for long enough. And I denied that intuition and it got me into trouble. (laughs) Now I listen to her. As women, we have such intuition, such power within us. All you have to do is remember, we create life. We bleed for five to seven days and we don't die. Something I want whoever is listening to do right now. So I want you to sit down and make a list of what it means to you to be a woman. I want you to ask yourself, what does your period mean to you? Is it a hindrance or something good? What does your body mean to you? Can you look at your body? Can you look at yourself and show it love? Even the areas that you don't really like, can you show it love? I want you to go and get a red lipstick and draw a heart on every area of your body that you don't fully love. And go stand in the mirror and look at yourself. And for once in your life, tell it that you love it. Tell yourself that you love yourself and that you're accepted just the way you are. Every stretch mark, every wrinkle, every roll, they all tell a story of where you've been and where you've come from. I also wanted to write down how you feel about sex and your sexuality and your pleasure. Are you allowed to have pleasure? Can you allow yourself to have pleasure? Can you speak up? Can you speak your truth? Can you ask for what you want? Your pleasure is important. Your orgasm is important. I want you to ask yourself, can you touch your body? Can you touch your breasts? Can you touch your genitals? Can you touch your flower? (laughs) Whatever you want to call it. Can you show yourself pleasure? Can you get to know your body and what it is that you like? 
can you allow yourself to feel that euphoric joy? And finally, can you accept your feminine energy? Can you embrace your emotions? Can you embrace being emotional and not running from it and not being ashamed of it? Can you embrace the fact that being emotional is where your power lies? Can you embrace your feminine energy? And all throughout this process, be kind and be gentle on yourself and show yourself that nurturing mother caretaker energy that you need in all the areas that you're not comfortable in mother yourself be gentle because you are enough just the way you are so that's this week I'm stuttering that's this week's episode for Orla's Happy Hormones I hope you enjoyed and as always if you did please either leave a comment share it tag me on instagram or facebook or whatever i always love to get feedback so for now happy friday and happy hormones